It's time for Vax Talk. Let's talk VPDs. We're shaping the conversation about vaccines. To learn more, visit VaxTalk.org. Hello, Vax Talk listeners. You are about to witness one of the greatest nights in Voices for Vaccines history. We invited our Vax ambassadors to a special game night, along with three very special guests. So please sit back and listen, and if you'd like to know more about the Vax ambassadors, please go to voicesforvaccines.org slash get hyphen involved. That's get hyphen involved. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Vax Ambassador Vax Talk Game Night Crossover Event. I'm Karen Ernst, and I'm the Executive Director of Voices for Vaccines. And I'm Dr. Nathan Boonstra. I'm a general pediatrician here at Blank Jones Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. And we have a great game night for you. We're going to jump right in because we have three invited guests who've agreed to play along on a game they know nothing about and they don't know what they've gotten themselves into. So Nathan, why don't you introduce our first guest? That sounds great. I've been working on my game show host voice. Our first guest lives in Dallas, Texas with her three kittens, Emma, Salem, and Leo Jr., She's a woman who once dressed up as measles to mock the fear of the disease, but now she gets her annual flu shot, is vaccinated against COVID, and has vaccinated her daughter. She's won over the pro-vaccine community with her kindness and humor. She's also a new football fan, thanks to Travis Kelsey. Give a clapping reaction for Heather Simpson. (laughs) Heather, how are you? Calling on you by name, you can unmute now. Yeah, sorry, I was on the wrong screen. Um, I'm not very good at technology. I should be by now. I'm good. Good. Are you nervous about being here? How are you feeling? I'm nervous. I feel very exposed about the football thing. I am learning things like a touchdown. I know what that is now. And so, I know what a you know, end is. We, <laughs> we can commiserate because I actually like <laughs> probably was on the same, like my level of interest in football is also directly related to how it intersects with the vaccine world. And I have to keep looking oh, okay. up how to pronounce that guy's <laughs> last name. Cause I forget that's how little I, I keep up, but so I appreciate you for, for representing there. <laughs> is this your first time being on a game show? I think so, yeah, on a game okay. show, yeah. yeah. But you've been on radio, you've been on TV. But not you, a game show. I'm very I've nervous seen, about these questions. Okay, but I've seen you talk. <laughs> you, you, you're comfortable in front of an audience. You're going to do great. So we wish you luck. <laughs> and Karen, I think you're going to introduce our next guest. I am. Our next guest is the father of two small humans. He has a PhD in molecular biology from Carnegie Mellon. But he is best known for his well-reasoned takedowns of science conspiracy theories and misinformation on his YouTube channel, Debunk the Funk. And he's also known for his large hairstyle. Please give a celebratory Zoom reaction to Dr. Dan Wilson. Hi, Dan. (laughs) Hey, Karen. Thanks. That was great. Thank you. And let me ask you, what was your favorite piece of misinformation you ever debunked? Favorite or most hated? Probably most hated is the better way of putting that. 
RFK Jr. and his whole HIV AIDS denial thing that mm-hmm. that gets me riled up. Yes, that's yeah. You had me at RFK Jr. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that your debunking has prepared you for this epic night? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what this is going to be. So oh, we'll no. find out. I guess we will. Do you have any words of advice for your fellow contestants? We're all in this together. We're all. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, you're not. You're competing against each other. I've got like a whole thing keeping points here. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or maybe that's what you want to tell them to lull them into like complacency. Yeah, we'll go with that. All righty. Well, can't wait to give you your questions. Nathan's going to introduce our next guest. Aaron, our final guest is the son of a Baltimore shirt maker, which gave him a profound respect for shirts. He's a husband, father, and grandfather, well-loved by his family. As an author, he's written 12 books on topics ranging from vaccines to science gone wrong. He's also a pediatric infectious disease expert and co-inventor of a rotavirus vaccine, a pursuit he spent 20 years of his life on, only to be accused of doing it for money. The vaccine saves hundreds of lives a day. Welcome to Philadelphia's own Dr. Paul Offit. Happy to be here. (laughs) Do you think you're ready for tonight's questions, Dr. You know, the emotions run high when the stakes are so small. Yes, (laughs) they couldn't be smaller. Let me tell you. So being that the stakes were so small, why did you agree to come on to game night tonight? Because I had absolutely no idea what I was agreeing to. I think I think we all know that it starts with a K and rhymes with Karen. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you do, however, on a serious note, you have a book coming out, another book coming out in February. What's it called? It's called Tell Me When It's Over. And the hmm. subtitle is An Insider's Guide to Deciphering COVID Myths and Navigating a Post-Pandemic World. It's just sort of this thing I had to do having lived through this and being on the FDA Vaccine Advisory Committee. It's a catharsis. I just to get out the emotion and angst that built up over these last few years. So, well, I think you're a long shot, but I think you at least have some experience to be able to answer some of the questions tonight. So good luck to you. Thank you. All righty. Let's start with our first round. Our first contestant, as we said before, is Heather Simpson. Heather, are you ready to hear your category? Yes, I think so. Maybe. Yes. Your your category (laughs) is called Philly Sports or Wakefield. Dr. Offit quotes. And I am going to read you a quote spoken by Dr. Offit. And you have to tell me whether he's talking about Andrew Wakefield or the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Oh my God. Now, okay, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles is the football team in Philadelphia. Just so I did. That- I learned that recently. Yeah. So, I'm okay. Prepared. Do- Dr. Well, Offit. Julie, it's good that we have such an expert on football. That's true. She's. Questions. I saw a notch, dude. I know what a tight end is. Like, come on. And a touchdown. (laughs) That is why we picked Heather for this. I mean, who else could know more about um, whether Dr. Offit's talking about the Eagles or Andrew Wakefield here? (laughs) (laughs) Any any advice for Heather, Paul? Good luck. I often equate those two things, so this may be tough. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You ready for your first quote? I am ready. Okay, again, you're choosing either. Is this about Andrew Wakefield or the Philadelphia Eagles? He might as well have done a case series of eight children who had recently developed leukemia after eating a peanut butter sandwich. It was really that level of science. Wakefield. 
Correct. <laughs> I was like, is that a trick question? <laughs> I was really going deep. I was like, man, huh? That was, that was pretty good. Do you remember saying that, Paul? Yes, I remember saying that. It, it holds to today. Still true. Yeah. I like that quote. It's perfectly salty. I love it. It is. And and well deserved. I think the big Absolutely. thing about that too is that it's not just that it was a fraudulent study, but it was a really bad study. And that's a good quote to highlight that. The next quote, do you know how people think white lungs disease isn't a thing? Their defense is also not a thing. This is a Paul quote? Yes, he said this. Was he saying it about the Philadelphia Eagles or Andrew Wakefield? Um, I mean, I feel like it's a trick question. I mean, like football players have lungs too, you know, so I don't know. White blood cells. <laughs> this is deep. Yes, they do. <laughs> Maybe the Eagles. The Eagles. Um, Paul, do you remember saying that one? No, I said it recently. I think I said it on Mark Siegel's show on Doctors Radio, right? Oh, well, you said yeah, it in the meeting with and, and Heather from Dallas, and this this was after uh, Eagle showed absolutely no defense against San Francisco or Dallas. So yeah, that's that was it. Yes. Oh my god. The next question, I will say, um, I actually have been trolling Paul for like a month to get him to say more <laughs> things about the Eagles, and I got him to say that one on a call too. So was, I felt good about that. Okay. I think just because one event followed another, it doesn't mean it was caused by the other. I mean, every morning the rooster crows, the sun comes up. It doesn't mean the rooster's causing the sun to come up. Wakefield. Are you sure? Yes, you're sure, Heather. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. This one's a little bit of a trick. It's a little bit of a trick. Now, remember... I'm just going to tell you that this the, the topic is Philly sports or Wakefield, Dr. Offit quotes. He goes to another level of emotional fervor that I can't even get to. The Eagles. Yes. But there is a trick about that one. Do you want to guess what the trick is? Has he also said it about Wakefield or... No, it's not mm -hmm. Dr. Paul Offit who said it. It's Dr. Bonnie Offit about her husband, Paul. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's tricky. It, that makes it, sense. It, it is. You're, you're quite an Eagles fan, Paul. Yeah, I'm an Eagle season ticket holder, right? So it's been hard to watch them <laughs> fall off the cliff over the last two to two weeks. <laughs> My family's a Minnesota Vikings fan, so I think they just always feel like that. <laughs> All right, Hi, Heather. I'm from Iowa. We don't even have professional sports. That's true. Mm -hmm. You don't. <laughs> but you have the Hawk Zones, the Hawkeyes. Hawk yeah. Hawks. Yeah. I don't care about Iowa State or I don't. Two I'm sorry. Different colors of birds that fight each other. That's exciting. Yeah. Both of them have Good a form you. of yellow as a color. And they're birds, and they have the word Iowa in their name. And people tell them apart. All right. Last question, now that I've made the two Iowa fans mad. Whistleblowers are supposed to blow the whistle on malfeasance that has resulted in harm. In this case, there was no malfeasance, and there was no harm. Wakefield. Somebody whistle blue Wakefield? I think. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what you were getting at there, Paul, but it was Wakefield. 
was like conspiracy. Well, I think it was the idea was Wakefield. that Wakefield fancied no, himself. No, I remember, up. there was at the, the CDC. There was a guy at the CDC, Thompson, William yeah, Thomas, Thompson. who was supposedly going to be a whistleblower. I think what I said was that there was no whistle to blow, but yeah. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Heather, Yay! good news for you. Out of five possible points, you got five. So that is, that's the score to I'm beat. I'm so proud. That's the score to this beat or to match. This is my life, honestly. Amazing. That is the score to beat. Good luck, guys. Y'all probably that's won't right. beat me, but you can try. <laughs> Okay, well, we are going to turn to our audience. And audience, I would like to give you some rules of participation. You have two minutes to answer five questions. You may pass on a question and come back to it later if you would like to. You may also phone a friend, so to speak, by calling on Dan, Dr. Offit, or Heather to help you answer a question but you may only call on each of them one time. If Heather, Paul, or Dan help you to answer a question, they also get a point. Both of you get the point. And no one is allowed to use the internet to look up answers. With all of that in mind, we are going to turn to Brianna's Wheel of Fortune, which is a different game show, and she is going to tell us who our first contestant from the audience will be. All right. Thank you for that awesome introduction, Karen. So let's get started, everyone. The wheel is called Random NFL Teams, which I think is appropriate for tonight. Oh, yeah. I forgot to rename it. But um, Misty, it looks like you are up. Misty Miller, come on down. Misty, please unmute yourself and put yourself on camera for us. Okay. Can you see me? I can see you. You look great. I'm going to okay. spotlight you for everybody. All right. You've got two minutes. Can I say real quick? Yes. I said I'd do a game show because my brain turns to mush when there's a timer involved. Oh. You know what? It's going to be okay because you can pass if you can't think of the answer. Okay. You can look at the chat right. and you can ask Paul, Dan, or Heather for help on a question. Great. Thank you. Okay. Misty, how are you? I'm nervous. How are you? Good. How's Alabama? Good. You have professional sports down there in Alabama. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yes. Okay. Very good, we're, then. Well, we're into college, though. We do have some professional sports. Okay. Roll oh, side roll. Sorry. And tell us yeah. a little bit about dealing in antiques. I mostly do smalls and jewelry. You know, okay. I, fell, I was a pastry chef before, but due to health, I had to find something else to do, and this was fun and easy sell online. I Asking for a friend, do you ever come across really inexpensive, like 1980s Transformers, original um, Transformer toys? I just know a guy who's into that. I'll look out for it, but it's okay. one of those I look over because I do He'd things. like that. And you say vaccine saves lives. Vaccines save lives. Are you going to stand by that? I do stand by that. All right. I run Bold. on my Facebook page. I like too, boldness. But... All right. I've got five questions for you. Okay. Okay. i got two minutes. If you okay. want to skip, you want to pass, you just tell me. All right. And don't forget, you can phone one. You can phone three different friends. So you got three different phones. Okay. Call your friends, all right? Question number one, who, inv who inactivated a rabies virus to create the first rabies vaccine in 1885? There's no point guessing. I have no idea. I'm going to call a friend. <laughs> Paul Offit, please. 
Right. So that would be Louis Pasteur. Oh, was that Pasteur? Okay. Yay. Am I supposed what? to say correct when they're correct and whatnot, Karen? Or is that? Yes, yes. Keep going. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> one point for you, one point for Dr. Offit. Keep Number going. Two. It's time. Sorry. Yes, he's yes, yes. Sorry. Name four animals that can catch influenza. Sorry, I got faster. Dogs, birds, pigs, humans. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Which vaccine preventable disease can cause glaucoma in newborn babies? I'm going to call a friend. I have no idea. Dan? Don't actually know which one this is. So, which, which uh, disease I'll guess can cause glaucoma? I'll guess rubella. <laughs> newborn babies. I'll guess rubella. You're going to go with that? Yeah. That's correct. Which new vaccine for infants is not actually a vaccine, but a monoclonal antibody? RSV. Correct. Which vaccine does Taylor Swift's boyfriend promote, whoever that guy is? Um, I don't know. A uh, flu vaccine. I don't know. You should ask Heather. You could ask Heather. Really She's our resident seconds. football expert. Okay. Heather, you got 10 seconds. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, okay. But what vaccine? Uh, the COVID. COVID. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Sitting on the buzzer. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So I think we've got five out of five here with some extra points to our professional contestants. Our yeah, actually promotes guests. two. Okay, Kelsey yeah. promotes two. Remember, it's two for one, remember? I brought this up to Karen as well when she had this question. I said she's uh, he's actually promoting the two together. But I was going to give you flu even if you just said flu, honestly. Oh, thank you. Thanks to the help of the branch. Thank you so much for being with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Misty Miller of Alabama. All right. So I think I am going to continue the fun because I get to ask questions. I get to play a game with Dan Wilson. You ready, Dan? I'm ready. Okay. So this game, Karen's going to have to make sure I don't make any mistakes in how this game is played. But this is similar to the last one that we did with Heather. This is called misinformation or something we made up all right <laughs> okay karen can you give me a little more detail on this sure I kind of how this goes <laughs> so nathan's going to give you a, a myth a vaccine myth and you have to either tell us if it's actual misinformation that's circulated in the world or if it's something we completely made up and it's too preposterous to have ever circulated Gotcha. Gotcha. I feel like I've heard it all. So hopefully I'll do well on this one. All right. So Dan, you ready? I'm going to name five things here. I'm going to name one thing at a time. Number one, facial asymmetry. Is that a misinformation, a real piece of misinformation or disinformation that's out there? Or is it something that we made up as something as bad something being that, caused like, by vaccines? Oh, okay. Um, it's misinformation. That's correct. So, I mean, I remember... Early on, we used to see uh, people just swear that if you took, they'd show photos of babies, every baby has some asymmetry to their face. They would swear that these, the, this asymmetry was always because of, of vaccination. And so there was Forrest Moradi. I don't remember who that is, Karen, you can chime in, but there was a quote from him where I'm assuming he, my apologies. Yes. Uh, we he says, we always didn't have crooked faces. If you look back at old photographs from the Victorian and Civil War era, you'll be hard-pressed to find images of people with crooked faces. They all seem to be symmetrical. Now crooked faces are everywhere you look. There are many celebrities with famously crooked faces, and for some reason, most of the most 
of them all seem to have facial palsy on the left side of the face. Why is this? Vaccines. Obviously. And not like higher resolution photographs than we had in the Victorian and Civil War eras. All right. <laughs> Next one. This is a good one, Dan. Put your thinking cap on. Put Cerebro on your brain there. Vaccines make you magnetic. <laughs> That's misinformation. That is. That is. If I could play the X-Men theme right now, I would. Who do you think is the misinformant that has that we're going to quote? The uh, um, I think you're going to quote Sherry Tenpenny. I am. She says, I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. You can put a key on their forehead. It sticks. You put spoons and forks all over and they stick because now we think there's a metal piece to that. So that's also not true. <laughs> the vaccines, the COVID shot will not magnet magnetize you. It will not magnetize you at the site of the shot. It will do none of those things. It would be pretty sweet if it could. Number three, COVID vaccines are turning people into human eating werewolves. <laughs> okay, that's that's got to be made up. <laughs> As reported by the EFE agency in the northern region of Potosi, Bolivia, residents began to receive chains of WhatsApp, chains through WhatsApp, where they warned residents about wolves that were lurking and putting their integrity at risk. The original messages mentioned that these were the result of the COVID-19 vaccine. No. They also the Bolivian, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was to say they also went on to say the Bolivian authorities circulated official statements asking people not to fall for misinformation. They also clarified that the images circulating on WhatsApp about what were supposed werewolves corresponded to the <clears throat> creatures created by special effects artist Joseph Rob Kobaski. Wow, I can't believe that's real. I mean, if you're going to lose a point, that's a good way to lose a point. I mean, I, I should I should know the answer, and I thought that, that it was <laughs> still made up. Debunk Can't, that funk. Yeah, debunk I that. I got to look funky that up. That's to debunk. <laughs> that's All right. Vaccines contain nanoparticles that will allow you to be tracked via 5G networks. Yeah, that's misinformation. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> so I don't know who the quote is from, but uh, it says they faked this virus image so you will accept this vaccine image so they can biochemically connect you to this 5g tower image i think that mr meme was the one who said that and that's another pokemon it's different than mr mime <laughs> vaccines secretly contain peanut oil and that's why everyone is allergic to peanuts i'm a little scared after the werewolf one but i'm gonna say this is made up <laughs> Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm surprised you haven't come. This is what I've come across. Like there's, there are people that absolutely think the peanut oil is secretly in really? vaccines. Oh yes. You're finding some obscure stuff here. Yeah. Oh, they, that one, the werewolf has never come across my radar, but the, the peanut oil people have definitely done that. And apparently there's a book by someone named Heather Frazier that's called the peanut allergy epidemic. Hmm. Those are your five. You got yeah. three. But so it just shows first. you, you literally can't make anything up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're, I mean, you were kind of scammed here yourself, I think, but uh, by Karen, but uh, points of points. Thank you so much, Dan. I think that uh, Dan deserves Zoom react applause. So honestly, I think this speaks to your, inte your um, integrity, Dan, because it shows that you're very, very careful about what you debunk. Like you're not going to assume some things misinformation you're gonna use you take some things at face value so the fact that you didn't just automatically assume it was all uh, misinformation i think speaks to your good character 
Thank you. That's fair. I, but, you know, I've heard the one that I've heard that vaccines cause allergies by other mechanisms. I didn't think sure. that people think that there's literally peanut oil in the vaccines. I, I've heard the I'll, more creative ones, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to tag you on Twitter when I come across it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. Fantastic. Nice work, Dan. So thrilled to have you here. Thank you for being such a good sport about that. We are going to find another audience member to play with now. Uh, so Brianna's going to bring up the big wheel of fortune. Lady. Okay, let's see who we have next. Let me admit somebody too. All right. Drashiti. Drashti Patel. Can yeah. you unmute yourself mm -hmm. and show yourself? Am I saying your name correctly, Drashti? Yeah, it's Drashti. You got it. So you are from, oh, I don't know how to say the name of your town, Bothell, Washington? Bothell, Washington, yeah. Bothell, Washington. What is that yeah. like? So it's a city, I think it will be 30 miles north from Seattle, Washington. Okay. I bet that's beautiful. It is. It's evergreen city, so... Oh, I love that. And you are a project manager and per diem pharmacist. Mm -hmm. right. And do you get to give vaccines then? Yeah, I do. Oh. But I work per diem. So I basically work one or two shifts as a pharmacist, not mm -hmm. much. Oh, that actually sounds kind of perfect. Like give a little bit of vaccines and then do other stuff. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. And you said that you care about vaccines because they protect us from life-threatening diseases. Yeah, that's true. COVID or polio, rabies. All good diseases to be protected from. Completely mm -hmm. agree with you. Well, I have five questions for you. Just to okay. go over the rules again, you have two minutes to answer these mm -hmm. five questions. At any time, you can call on Dan, Heather, or Paul to help you answer a question. Okay. You can also skip any question and we can come back to it. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. First question. Which scientist is responsible for the vaccines that prevent measles, mumps, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, chickenpox, meningococcal disease, pneumococcal disease, and Hib? Well, I'm not sure. I would pass it on to Dr. Paul. Right, so that would be Maurice Hellerman. That is correct. You asked the right person. And, okay, I'll keep going. Sorry, I almost stopped for a second there. Which vaccine-preventable disease makes the news when it spreads through berries or from restaurants? From berries or restaurants. Yeah, so people consume berries and they get this disease, yeah. or people go to a restaurant, eat food there, and they get this disease. So I'll, remind you, you can, I'll remind you, you can look in the chat. Typhoid? Oh. It's allowed. Happy. Okay. Happy That's amazing. Fabulous work. Okay. Which vaccine preventable disease can you catch from gardening, but not from other people? Tetanus? Yes. Fabulous. All on your own. Fantastic. Which vaccine contains messenger RNA that instructs a person's cells to create spike proteins? COVID? Yes. Look at you getting these. And finally, Elvis Presley once promoted which vaccine? Not sure on that. I would pass on to Heather. Heather, do you know? <laughs> well, am I allowed to look at the comments? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with polio. Yes. Okay, because that's what it's. I have no idea. <laughs> it was polio. He once got a polio vaccine. <laughs> 
right in public. There were all mm-hmm. sorts of people who were promoting that vaccine at that time, all sorts of celebrities like Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz are two of my favorites. I also want to go back to Maurice Hilleman, that there's a wonderful movie about Maurice Hilleman. I think it's just called Hilleman that Dr. Offit was helped make. Do you want to just say a word about that, Paul? Sure. So Don Mitchell directed that, um, but it, it, it you know, it, it um, really lays out the life of this amazing man. I mean, for if, if you've ever worked for 25 years to, to work with a team to make one vaccine, here was a guy who developed nine of the 14 vaccines that we currently give to infants and young children. It's like trying to imagine a different, you know, dimension, like the fourth or fifth dimension. He's an amazing guy. My favorite part about him was he cursed all the time. Yeah. And Lydia wants to know, is he the guy that gave his own kid his new vaccine? Well, we've all done that. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> Will Offit got the rotavirus vaccine about 14 years before it was actually licensed. So, yeah, I think we've all done that. Jonas Salk did it, too. Thank you so much, Drashti, for uh, playing with us. It was great meeting you. Thank you. All righty. And we have one more invited guest, and it is Dr. Paul Offit. Paul, are, are, you, uh, are you ready for these very serious questions? Yes, I'm All so right. ready. Yours is called Brady Bunch or Science. I am going to read you a quote, and you will tell me if it's someone discussing actual real science. You don't have to tell me who it is, just someone who is actually discussing science, or if it's a quote from an episode of the Brady Bunch. Got it. All right. I know it's tricky, but we can do this. Here we go. First quote. As you get diseases down to small numbers, people forget. So they back off. They think, gosh, I heard a rumor. Maybe I'll just avoid doing it. As you accumulate more and more people saying that, for whatever reason, eventually measles does show up. Kids get sick and sometimes they die. I'm going to go with science on that one. Fantastic. Do you have any idea who that was? No. That was Bill Gates, actually. Yeah, and yeah, he 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 actually does a lot of great science communication that people miss because they think that he is trying to depopulate the planet. Well, there's that. No, right. Just kidding. Yes. (laughs) All right. Next one. Most virologists only dream of a solution as successful as today's measles vaccine. Now I'm having trouble picturing Marsha Brady saying that, so I'm going to go with science. It is science. That was the always delightful and shook it. That's good. All right. This one's going to be tricky for you. A slight temperature, a lot of dots, and a great big smile. Yeah, that's definitely the Brady Bunch. I actually think I remember that episode. There was a measles episode, wasn't there, for, from the Brady Bunch? I think I remember that one, yeah. Yes, and that was where Mrs. Brady was talking to Mr. Brady on the phone and describing how Peter felt about having measles. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's here's another really tricky quote. If you have to get sick, you sure can't beat the measles. Yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah, that is. That was Greg. When all the siblings gathered around, they're all sick, smiling, so happy. And he's saying how great it is that they all have the measles. Yeah, measles makes you sick, by the way, but really sick. But, yeah, my yeah. father said that he thought he was going to die that he was in a room, they couldn't turn on the lights, and he was hallucinating. So I think that he rather would have been well and at school, even though his uh, ambitions at the time were to be a bum, a garbage man, or a bank robber. 
So even, even he wanted to be at school. Last quote, this is your trick question. Having the measles was not a fun thing. Uh, I guess I'll still go with the Brady Bunch. Technically, you're right. Actually, you could have gotten this right either way because it was Maureen McCormick who played Marsha Brady in response to anti-vaxxers using that very Brady Bunch episode to talk about how no one cared about the measles and it was no big deal and everything was fine. And why do people make such a big deal of the measles now? Yeah, you know, so when kids come into our hospital and have fever and a rash, I can tell in 30 seconds whether it's not measles. Because if they look relatively well and sort of looking around, fairly happy with just fever and a rash, that's not measles. Measles makes you sick. Yeah. It's had a measles case in our hospital. I can tell you, when, in 1991, when there was an outbreak of measles in our city and people were scared to come into the city because there were dozens and dozens of cases and a handful of deaths, the two criteria that got you, we didn't admit measles. One, you don't want measles in the hospital because there's a lot of immune-compromised children. But two, what got, what got you into the hospital was severe dehydration or pneumonia. Otherwise, if you didn't have either of those two things, you went home. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm very grateful that I never had to have measles. And uh, I think there are probably a lot of people on this call who feel the same way. And others who had measles and are gr- very grateful that their children everybody, never had to have everybody it. Everybody my age had measles. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's everybody got measles at some point um, until there was a vaccine and then nobody got measles. Except, well, now. except the Brady Bunch and anti-vaxxers now. All right. Fantastic. Thank you for playing along, Paul, and for being such a good sport about that. That was very fun. Thank you. Nathan, you're going to bring us through our third audience participant. I'm ready. Okay, and our last participant is going to be... Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Show us the lesson that we should learn. Audrey Smalls. Audrey Smalls, come on down. By come on down, I mean unmute yourself. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, sir. All right, and you are in Washington, D.C.? Yes, sir. And what are you doing out there in Washington, D.C.? College. Oh, very good. What in particular are you enjoying studying? Urban sustainability. So it's like environmental science with like a focus on cities. Very cool. And you care about vaccines because they keep people from getting sick. You feel like they've kept you from getting sick? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Good, good. How do you know? I don't get sick that often. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with vaccines. It's like when nothing happens, then that's what they're supposed to be doing. So, all right. You ready for some questions? Yeah. All right. I got five questions for you. We had a two-minute timer. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. All right. Number one, which disease was the March of Dimes founded to fight? Polio. Yeah. Polio is correct. Number two, what year was the last natural case of a person being infected by smallpox? Skip. What year? Skip. All right. Uh, What vaccines should be given during pregnancy to confer immunity to babies? There are four. RSV? Okay. You got one. All right. Oh, there's more? Okay. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and name three more. (laughs) Flu. Yep. TDAP. Yep. Pertussis. So that's part of TDAP. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. COVID. Very good guess. TDAP, influenza, COVID, and RSV. Which vaccine is given, uh, which vaccine for infants is given by mouth? Rotavirus. Yes. Which former first lady was so concerned about children missing vaccines that she helped found every child by two? Uh, Mrs. Carter. 
Correct. And going back to the one, what year was the last natural case of a person being infected by smallpox? Uh, ah, that is not correct. I feel like it's close enough, though. Four of five. I feel like I'm going to give them because that was a super specific one. It was close enough. Yeah, that is a difficult one. We just did, ran out of time to phone a friend. I think that one of our guests might have had that. But thank you for participating. I guess maybe we're giving you five out of five. Does Paul, like anyway. Paul, Dan, or Heather know that one? Without looking in the chat. Yeah, I, I, I thought, well, it was late 70s. I, I, I think it was declared like 70, 79 would have been my guess, but it was late 70s. Yeah, the, the last actual case was 77. It was declared eliminated in 1980. I can tell you that I would have gotten that correct because that's my birth year. So I distinctly remember that. Archer, you had like, some real tough questions, though. not remember that at the though. time, but yeah, good job. There's been suggestions that you get bonus points for not calling on anyone. So, all right. Since the points don't matter, that's probably fine. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> the good news is that among the audience members who participated, we had a three way tie. And so they all get the grand prize of nothing. We don't have any prizes, but congratulations. <laughs> And the other good news is that amongst our invited guests, we have a two-way tie between football fans Heather Simpson and Paul Offit. And Dan Wilson certainly had the toughest category and did a fantastic job. So he gets uh, the second prize, the runner-up prize of also nothing because we have no prizes for this game night. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Any parting words, Dan, Paul, and Heather? Uh, well, fight, you know, as Heather sort of tied for first, obviously I'm fighting back tears over here, but just so, so thank you for this. It's been really fun. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Um, I, I'm going to have to live with tying with him. I had um, tried to talk back with him earlier to let him know he would lose, and tiebreaker is really hurt. I mean, just a tie is really hard to swallow, but I think I'm going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. It was beautiful. <laughs> and Dan, I, I put I put too much faith in anti-vaxxers that some of these things would be made up. So <laughs> I learned my lesson. Everyone has to everyone has to learn the hard way. But I really like the category, and it was really fun, Karen. So thanks for putting it together. Thank you. And I think all of us in the end are winners because of the friends we made along the way. <laughs> that was beautiful, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody at home, for joining us. My name is Karen Ernst, and I am the executive director of Voices for Vaccines. You can find us at voicesforvaccines.org. And I am still Dr. Nathan Boonstra pediatrician here at Blank Jones Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm also chair of our Iowa State Immunization Coalition, Iowa Immunizes. The fabulous Iowa Immunizes. All right, folks, go get your shots, um, be healthy, and have a good day. Do you-